Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast. We're back. We're, we're late, back. but we're back. And this week, we have lots to talk about. Nobody probably... knows who you are. Who are you? Oh. You're Flying Smitty. I am Flying Smitty. I'm Carson. The, the Flying Smitty. It better be at the Flying Smitty. No, nope, it's not. Well, then stop it's saying it. It's at Flying Smitty. Um, kind of sad today. Why? First time I didn't get one of the beta codes for one of the big EA games. Oh. Battlefield 1 started today. Oh, I was like... Battle, the Battlefront's already coming out with another one. No, Battlefield. No, they'll they'll come out with half of a game in a, a year and a, a year from now, and then another oh, half. Good. Of a now game you in can talk year. shit on the industry now that you're out. I'm so happy. The game industry, man. I might be back in it within by the end of the week, but in a different role. So we'll see. I can talk shit on the game industry, not just the companies that I've worked for, I know. But, but the entire industry is pretty ass backwards. It really is. But, I don't know any other industry that you can release half of something. Especially mobile gaming. I, mean, I don't know why anyone plays mobile games. It's kind of ridiculous because none of them are complete. And then it's like four years down the road, they're like, we made a million dollars and we don't know why. It's like, ugh. It's like Pokemon Go. It's the most basic game in the mm. world. Like, which is, I mean. Well, it's actually, I mean, it, it's really complex, but they just built it off of a different game. So it makes it that much easier just to have like, oh, here it is. And then no one's there to actually I mean, it's not really community. that complex. Well, no, I mean like the Poke Stops and the GPS and a lot of those things have, were already established in Ingress. I mean, the, but we're really digressing from yeah. from, from MMA. Well, I'm sure a lot of people have joint interest in Battlefield One and Pokemon Go, and if not one, then the other, and MMA at the same and time. And you and your life and your yeah, jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Listen, care guys. about you. Yeah, we went to E3 together. We did go to E3 together, and that was a weird experience. But it, all uh, around, somebody I was talking to somebody about E3 the other day, and they were like, "That's so awesome that you went." And I was and like, "Then you shit all over their dream." I was like, "Yeah, it wasn't." I was really awesome for me to go on the beach, though. Like, yeah. I want to go back really bad <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> I want to go get one of those bikes, but then you have to download an app and then pay and then do all of these things. You can't just, and you have to have cash. Santa Monica needs to get their act together. Well, it's just that one. Stand. The whole of California really needs to get their act together. What's going on? Uh, you know how many traffic tickets we got for our car? Two. From driving in the carpool lane? Because apparently, even if you have two people in your car, you can't drive in the carpool lane. Well, they have so many people there. But you still have to have an express pass. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense because they do have so many people there. I mean, I assume Utah will one day go that way if we ever have enough people. that you. you it's not just a two plus. You can't just do the good thing and have more than one person in your car and carpool and then use the carpool lane. No. Anyway, let's get to actual MMA now that we've we've got some of those things. Up what do you want to talk chest. about? What do you want to talk about, baby? We had a really good uh, UFC. Van- well, not really good. I think it was pretty. Like the main card was awesome. The main card was really good. Uh, the undercard actually had some really good fights. We didn't have anything that stalled or any heavyweights that gassed or anything like that. So the card actually, all in all, give it a B plus. Um, there was some moments of where it felt a little long. Um, really? The, the main card? Not the main card. The the undercard. I missed the UFC Fight Pass prelims because they started 30 minutes earlier, and then I don't feel like that was well communicated. Um, it probably was. I could have just Googled it, but I'm just so set that, like, cool, Mountain Standard Time, they start at 4.30. I can go out there at 4.30, and that's where they're going to start. Well, at 4.30, I'd already missed the two Fight Pass prelims. So that made me real sad. I didn't see any prelims. I actually just watched the... Uh 
the fights just barely. You need to get married. It, it means you have nothing to do on Saturday other than watch fights. What was I doing Saturday? I don't even remember. Oh, I, no. Playing soccer? No, I wasn't. No, I, I was, I think, sleeping in my bed, and uh, then you and uh, Todd started texting, <laughs> and, and I looked. realized the card was on. And I was like, oh, I want to watch this. But instead of going downstairs, I just turned it on uh, my computer and started watching just to see Carlos Condit on the ground. And I was like, oh. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, th- okay, so they're showing a highlight from a previous fight because we just started talking about this. And then, yeah, I found out that Todd, it was over. So so our listeners know Todd Hare, who also is a partial listener to the show, is a good friend of ours and the biggest Diaz nut hugger in the entire world. Not Nate, though, Nick. He loves <laughs> Nick. I think if you were to sleep with one man that wasn't Wayne Gretzky, it would be Nick Diaz. You think? Oh, man, he lo- have you ever heard him not talk about Nick Diaz? Carlos Condit lost to Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz is going to come back and fight GSP and then have the title before the end of the year. Nick Diaz, I just met him. He's in fight shape. Nick Diaz, this. Nick Diaz shouldn't have been charged for all. I mean, he's got some good points other than the fact that he thinks he's going to come back and win a title by the end of the year. I think that's silly. Yeah, I, that's not going to happen. I think Nick Diaz's style of fighting is... Is obsolete, not obsolete now. He can still compete in the top 10, top five, maybe, but he's not going to win a title with his fight style. He could, but I don't know. I just think, like, in their heads, you win a different way than what you, how you actually win. In their head, their, their style of fighting is what wins. Like, per, per, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, the, the, oh, yeah, no. Their style of fighting where they stop not hugging Todd. I've heard Justin. It's weird because Nate Diaz seems to be like the the current Nate the the current Diaz nut hugger generation of like they're the greatest thing ever. And I've been on that train for five years. And so, and Todd's been around for a while. I do give him that. I mean, he's been on the Nick Diaz bandwagon since before the first Carlos Condit fight, and I think before the Anderson Silva fight, and way back to the day. So I give him that. But man, is he a freaking Nick Diaz nut hugger? And on the contrast, though, you got my brother Sean, who we went to a family event, and he was like, I told you, I told you, and he's a big Conor McGregor nut hugger. And since the first fight, I told you he was going to be champion, and he's not going to drop and fight Jose Aldo. He's going to fight Eddie Alvarez, and I said that, and I wanted to come on the podcast and tell everyone so they could quote me on it. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, speaking of which, uh, Sean is now, he is now a Jose Aldo fan. No, he's not. Yeah. Why? Because we made an agreement on the text that you don't get because you don't have <sighs> iMessage anymore. Um, he said he wanted to come on the podcast, and I said, okay, you can come on the podcast. However, if you don't show up, you are now a Jose Aldo fan <laughs> because of your actions. Because <laughs> <laughs> he said he's going to be coming on for a while and hasn't actually done mm-hmm. it. He needs to be a better person defending criminals. God. We just watched the night of, too, also. That was really good. The night of? It was okay, actually. The first episodes are amazing. It's it's HBO Now thing. Um, About lawyers and things. Let's get get into fight styles, and you have to change your fight styles. So when fights, and talk Paige Van Zandt. Paige Van Zandt usually has a fight style where she rushes in, clinches against the cage, um, might wrestle a little bit depending on how how well her opponent wrestles. With Beck Rowling, she didn't rush in almost at all. She kept her distance and threw kind of heavier shots. She did throw some combinations. Looked really, really bad in the first round. It looked like she had kind of slowed down a step, couldn't really figure out Beck Rawlings, was throwing kicks that were, you know, two, three feet away from her face. Um, They actually have a video as well. 
I mean, that stuff happens all the time, though. The only reason, like, they made a big deal about it is because Beck laughed. But, yeah. like, stuff, like, well, but they, they, spinning backs and things like that, they miss all the yeah. time by a lot. Like that Venata guy who threw, like, 15 million and missed a ton. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Go back and watch the Rodriguez-Caceres fight. I'm sure yeah. all you, their war were just... But then they landed a lot of them, too. That's why, like... Establishing distance. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reason to do it to a point. Um, with hers, I think she was establishing distance, but I think that she was also... I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. Maybe she was trying to show her that she wasn't going to engage and that she well, was going to come towards us. I think she already her. just had her momentum going on that one. And so she kind of just finished it out just in case Beck decided to go forward. I mean, it was a gamble. Like, that's why it's like funny she, that she just well, looked back and laughed like at her. She's wasn't a wrestler because a wrestler would have caught her on her one leg and taken her down. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they could have just as easily gotten away of the leg, too, and got knocked out going for, for it if they didn't expect it. You don't know. They don't know. We don't know. Yeah, it's a good point. You don't know, but I can speculate. That's what don't, this whole podcast is. Don't for, speculate. We only talk about fact <laughs> or fiction, not of what could fact have been or, or could be. That is not what we're here for. Um, but but no, I mean, the kick though. Yeah, and I mean, karate kicked her, or karate kitted her, and then had one of those. Uh, the big highlight was her celebration. They're going to start putting that on. Freaking everything! But she was crying and running and pointing at her team and throwing the the mouthpiece on the yeah. ground. And just like it's like the Misha table that they have, where Misha just starts yelling across the cage. But it, I don't think it's when she won. And then like shimmying. No, it's the one she, she goes like this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and she's yeah. just like yelling. That's what. Yeah, it's it's gonna be right next to that. Yeah, just yeah. like the Forrest Griffin one where he's like crying and his arms are all he takes out. Yeah. It's going to be more like the pure emotion one when there's a lot of just like pure like a, like heavy rock. Emotion. I don't know. I think the uh, the Forrest Griffin one's going to be a different highlight reel. This one's going to be like when they're just playing the heavy that rock music. You remember that you remember the <laughs> Exactly. That's that's when. I was going to say you remember that video that they played twice I during I don't know if you can put Pedge Vans that in the in that She's just this sweet little dancing with the stars. You sure when she's yelling like that and throwing her mouthpiece on the ground? Pick Rawlings kind of deserved it. No, why? Because she talks so much shit on Paige Van Zandt. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't really pay attention to that. Yeah, no, she talked a lot. I thought they trained together before. They may have. And even after she lost, she was like, Paige Van Zandt's still overrated. <laughs> it's like, you can't lose to someone and say that they're overrated. Like You can. I mean, you can do whatever you want, which is a conversation we had earlier about Colin Kaepernick. However, it's stupid. Like, just really do, do what Paige Van Zandt did. Say, Rose Namajunas beat me. Good for her. She's really, really good. I'm going to get better and come back. She essentially did do that on Instagram. Beck Rawlings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she did. And then later on, backed up immediately and said, mm, she's still overrated. Was she asked a question, though? She may have been led a leading question, but I doubt it. You still don't have to answer like that. Sure you do. I mean, if why? If like somebody asks you a question, like... Do you like, still believe that she's overrated? I'm like, sure I, it wasn't ex- asked exactly like that. But even if it was, how should she answer that? Do you still think she's overrated? Not how you would answer, but like, what's the problem with what? What I would answer is she beat me. We'll see when she f- continues to fight people in the top ten. That's what I would say. Well, okay, so she was already. So if you don't think that she should be in the top ten, maybe she is better than you. And you're like, I still think she's overrated because you just got in there with her and dominated for at least a round, and you're not ranked in the top ten. And you're like, she barely handled me. I don't think she should be in the top ten. Deduction would would be. She's overrated. Yeah. I'm not saying she is or isn't. I'm saying if you feel that way, there's no problem with speaking your mind. Like, who cares? Don't be a poor sport, though. 
I, again, I don't know in the context. Just it saying, oh, yeah, I think she's overrated, like unprovoked. Yeah, it's kind of douchey. But, like, if she was asked a, a question and – I don't think she took to Twitter to say it. It might have been a question, but – It wasn't on the press conference? That's where I figured it happened. It may have been. I don't know where it was. It was a, it was a retweet or a re – like, oh, I can't believe Beck Rowlings is still saying this. It could have mm. it could have also just been straight Twitter, but I don't know. However, the kick the up. kick was amazing. It was celebration um, was amazing. I think Paige Van Zandt should be put in um, the reboot of Karate Kid Three, which is the Karate Kid if you don't remember with the female protagonist. Um, don't do a Karate Kid or Karate Kid Two. Just do Karate Kid Three. There's no two. We're just going straight to three. Yeah, we're going straight to three. So that's they, like my so top woman can be in there. That's like my top Saunders list. You skip. Second Saunders? Uh, no, so it goes Devin Saunders, Derek's brother. It goes Josh Saunders. Um, there's like a Jared Saunders. And then you just... There's Derek Sanders. I remember Derek <laughs> Fifth Sanders. is vacant. And six is Derek. I think I randomly saw him walking down the street the other day. Nice. And I was like, that's Derek Sanders. That was weird, yeah. Anytime you go to Layton, weird things happen. You see people you haven't seen in years at Walmart. You ignore uh, them. Um, can we also talk... So Anthony Pettis... Why did we skip the Jim Miller Jolo's on fight? Because it was meh. What? I mean, it was great. It was a great fight. What the hell are you talking about? But it doesn't. It doesn't signify anything. It doesn't. N- neither of those are going in. None of those guys are going anywhere. They're not going to move up or down the rankings. Really, it was just. It was just th- there for pure enjoyment. You don't think Jim Miller can move up at all? He's looked great. Great. Uh, Takanori Gomi. I mean, who else does he look great against lately? Joe Lozon. He did look good against Joe Lozon, but who has Joe Lozon looked good against lately? Diego Sanchez, but who has Diego Sanchez looked good against lately? That's a freaking division. I almost swore. It's <laughs> that freaking division, man. Like, I-, I think it absolutely can help Jim Miller out because of the way that he won. And, like, he's looking hey, – like, his striking looked you, amazing. You know me. I've been on the Jim Miller train – You've been nut-hugging Jim Miller. I have been. I was way back in the day when Johnny Hendricks got a title shot. I was saying that Jim Miller should have got that title and shot. And you're breezing over all this. Is, this is your payday. This is finally me being able to say 10 years ago when Jim, Miller, when Jim Miller was in his heyday, I knew that he'd eventually He might be in his heyday man, now, man. He looked good. He Like those shots, like he was throwing heavy combinations. Heavy combinations. However, there was still a lot of people that believe that Joe Lozon won that fight. I'm not one of them, but even if it was, like we got another great fight. Um, what is what is Nick? What is Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor at 170 do for us? What what do we learn from that? 1.5 million pay per view buys. Okay, but what does it do for us? I mean, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about how good it did. We're talking about what does it do for the division? What does it do for the it sport? Creates Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz three. What does that do? For- it creates more hype around Eddie Alvarez, Conor McGregor, because I think that's what the next fight is going to be. And it creates more hype around whoever Nate Diaz fights. I'm talking next, hype. Might not though. be anybody. I don't think it's going to be Eddie Alvarez versus Conor McGregor. Then why not? Because it's going to be Jose Aldo versus Conor McGregor. Have you not seen? So Dana White just said that he has to give up his belt. He won't be stripped of his belt. He's now gone back on his word, as Dana White does multiple times. And it looks like they're going to be pushing the Eddie Alvarez fight. We'll see. I mean, which one sells more? Alvarez. No. no. Jose Aldo. No. But yeah. Jose Aldo may not show up. And Conor McGregor does not want to fight Jose Aldo. He even said in the press conference, or the post-fight press conference, I don't want to fight Jose Aldo. We already 
chased each other for two years and he didn't show up. I don't want to fight him. And if we know anything about Conor McGregor, he gets what he wants. And if he doesn't want to fight Jose Aldo, then they'll figure something else out. I just, I mean, then he shouldn't get his belt. That's plain and simple. However, I I agree, but it's not going to happen like that. The point is, he's never defended a belt. I mean, I guess you could say the Conor McGregor belt. He got that back. Yeah, great. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, I mean, as far as with the Jim Miller. Uh, Joe Lozon. Yeah, back to so like it's like the Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor. It didn't help us decide anything. It's just fun. Don't try. It's just fun. Logic on a sports fan. This is there's no logic here. I just wanted fun. Like that's a fun fight. I didn't listen to where you were going with that, and you're right. I spoke before you finished your statement. No, you're right. It was. That's what this podcast cast is for. (laughs) (laughs) Is for us to over talk each other. Stop yeah, Chelt, stop. Oh. Chelsea's always stopping this always podcast, interrupting. But no, I, I just watched it, and that's why I was kind of, I'm, I'm kind of all about that fight right now. And I was a little surprised that you didn't like it. I'm not gonna lie, I watched the beginning of the first and the end of the third, and because Joe's Lozon looked dominant in those two parts, I thought he won. No. Matter of fact, I think that's the round, the rounds he didn't win. Then it was the opposite. I watched the ones where he looked the most dominant. So two. Yeah. He ended up on the top, like on top a lot, but I like Jim Miller was throwing like four combos, like four punch combos that were landing like pretty much everything. They were like Donald Cerrone against Rick Story, like like they were throwing hard combos. And then Joe was just still just like walking him down. It was a good fight. It was a good one. That was a good one. I, I mean, like you said, the main card was really good. From what I saw, I really enjoyed it. I just I wasn't invested in it, and it made it rough. Paige Van Zandt. I watched. But the thing is, is like on those establishing fights, like they kind of have to get you reinvested in stuff. Like if Robbie Lawler coming back for the first time, it's like, I'm not invested in this. We saw this guy, he got booted and he's back, but then all of a sudden he's the champion, you know? Uh, Yeah, that's true. And so that's why I'm kind of excited for it because Jim Miller looked good. I mean, he's been out with it, like helping his daughter and things like Mm -hmm. that for the past couple of years. And uh, he's had a couple of personal issues. And so, I mean, now we're looking at, that I know nothing about. I just know, like he mentioned it a few times. I don't like, I'm not saying that he hasn't been training or anything. Like I have no idea, but I think he could make a a little bit of a run. We'll see what happens. You don't know in this crazy sport of ours. Um, and so you were saying that before I cut you off rudely, you were mentioning, uh, you did like the Anthony Pettis fight. I like something that does have bearing on a division. I like the Anthony Pettis fight because Anthony Pettis overcame adversity, which is something that he hasn't done in his last three fights. He showed that he wanted to be there. He transitioned when he needed to transition. He was in bad positions several times and got out of them. And then by the end of the third round where it looked like Oliveira was going to out wrestle him and just head to a decision, he landed the rear naked choke. Mm -hmm. And that's, what I remember from Pettis, I mean, that's how he beat Ben Henderson. Henderson looked like he was going to kind of ragdoll him. He looked really big, and then he caught him in that armbar. I expected the same thing against Alvarez when Alvarez just held him down, and it just he didn't go anywhere. I figured he was going to try and transition into some kind of uh, submission, but he didn't really. He couldn't. I don't know what exactly was happening, and I need to rewatch the fight. But he got stuck on that bottom position, just like Clay Guida, and he couldn't do much about it. Whereas with the Oliveira fight, Oliveira kept taking his back and getting him in that uh, body triangle, and he just kept rotating out of it. And then as soon as he figured out that he could, 
he was fine getting in that position because mm-hmm. he knew he could get the dominant position from that again. Um, and so it was really good. Visually, when he was in the ring, he looked different. Obviously, he made a comment on Facebook that he was back and he was his head was in the right mindset and he was going to go and compete again, um, which was great to see. After the weigh-in, he looked fine. Um, Oliveira actually looked a little bigger than him, which was interesting to me. Um, but that fight... That fight, I was ready for Anthony Anthony Pettis to lose by split decision at the very end with Oliveira just laying on top of him and me just being really sad because I want Pettis to at least have you know one more good run. I mean, he's a young kid. And then when he pulled out the rear naked choke, it was really, really awesome to see him continue to fight for all three rounds, which is something I don't think we've seen for a while. Mm-hmm. Is he going back on Wheaties? He's going back on Wheaties. Uh, maybe. No, that might have caused the problem. Do you remember years ago, like, I didn't even know who he was, but I've seen him on that MTV show. Uh-huh. I was, what was it called? True it, Life? No, it wasn't True Life. It was one where they, it was kind of like True Life, mm-hmm. but it was one where they followed, like, they followed uh, V.V. Brown. Like, they followed a whole bunch of young stars that were up and comers. I remember hearing about him from that and not actually even in the community. And I, I, I was like, eh, he's probably not going to be anything special. I remember seeing Pat Barry in it. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> That's what training under Duke Rufus will do for you. Wisconsin. Oh, no, Mil- Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Sorry, everybody. That was, a, that was a mistake. Correct myself right there. But I really liked it. Um, it. It was a good fight to watch. I don't know what it does for him in the 145 division. I mean, he could fight Max Holloway. Kavanaugh made a joke about how it would be an interesting uh, matchup between him and Conor McGregor. He could fight Edgar. He could fight – well, Mendez will be out for a while. Um, but there, there are a lot of fights for him, but all of those are difficult fights. And like you mentioned, like he's fought the top three in the 155 division, and he's going to get fed right back to those people in, in 145. And I think the only one that We he, finally get hopefully the Jose Aldo fight. Is that the fight that we see now? That would be cool. Um, I think he needs one more fight. Obviously, Mendez is gone. Cub Swanson, a lot of people were saying as well, and I think that would be a really exciting fight um, because they're they're more or less strikers, and Cub Swanson's not going to try and wrestle with him. So I think that's an awesome fight. I just I feel Edgar, bad I for takes him down. I feel bad for Swanson on that. Like, because I think he loses it, and he's been, he, every time he almost gets there. That well, I guess he did get his one shot in the WEC, <laughs> yeah. and he just got that double knee to the to well. The he face. fought Frankie Edgar. And he lost mm-hmm. every time he almost gets there, or was that for, was that for the belt? No, no, that was Frankie Edgar. Because Frankie be, Edgar never Frankie had Edgar had to fight belt. Cub Swanson, and then Mendez, and then for the belt. Poor Frankie Edgar is really the guy that has had a rough time of he's it. At least had a belt. Yeah, he's had a belt, and he's fought for the belt a lot. Mm-hmm. But in that division, he's had to build himself back up from nothing and fight. I mean, he had to fight Ricardo Lamas. He had to fight Cub Swanson. He had to fight Chad Mendez. And then he had to fight Jose Aldo, mm-hmm. twice. Anyway, no, I mean, yeah. and but the, I just for Cub Swanson, he, he's he's such a good, exciting fighter. Could you imagine Max Holloway too against Anthony Pettis? That's an exciting fight too. More exciting to me than Cub Swanson because it's it's a title implication. I don't think either of them are more or less. I like both of them. I I definitely tune in for any of those fights. Yeah. You know. Um, any pretty much anything that you actually mentioned, Mendez. Understand he can't have it. I'd excite. I'd, I'd be excited for that. Um, Swanson. 
uh, I don't know why I'm calling him Swanson. Every time I think of that, I think of Ron Swanson. I should just start calling him Cub. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of fights on the table for him. What one do you want more than anything? Because I, th- I think you're right. I don't think he gets Jose Aldo right off the Maybe, though. No. Why? Because he just beat number six. I yeah, think. but, they, but they just hi- they've but they been hyping that fight for you years. You can't skip Max Holloway, though. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can. I don't think you should, but you can. You can, but I don't. But You know there's, a, there's those guys in each division that always get looked over, that are always right there, and they eventually yeah. lose and have to start over again. They get... So here's how you do it. This is a potential, a potential play. Connor fights Eddie Alvarez. Jose Aldo fights Anthony Pettis for the interim belt again. Uh, Edgar Holloway fight for a number one, potentially number one contender fight. Seeing that if Max Holloway win, he he if Max Holloway wins, he gets the fight against Aldo. If Edgar wins, he has to win one more fight before he fights whoever's got the belt at that time. And Cub Swanson fights and, the Korean Zombie. Well, Cub Swanson could fight Ricardo Lamas. Yeah, he could fight Korean the Korean Zombie because he'll be back here soon. With MMA fan logic, he could just fight Nick Diaz because Nick Diaz could literally fight anyone in the UFC right now because that's what they think. Um, really? Because that's more like the Conor McGregor logic. <laughs> that's but, that's this is remember how we all we deduced how Conor McGregor point. is going to eventually fight heavyweight because he could you know he's a one forty five he's yes, going to fight yes. one fifty five which he could legitimately do. Oh, but he fought Nate at 170, which means he could fight GSP at 170, so GSP they're going to call fight, him out. GSP was going to fight Anderson Silva Anderson at some point, Silva so, you know, Conor McGregor could fight Anderson Silva. And Anderson Silva fought 205, so, you know, he could probably hang at 205. And if it ends up being Cormier, you know, Cormier was a heavyweight for years. Conor McGregor's a heavyweight. That's how that works. Sound. I don't even think MMA fans have that, that great of logic. And if they're BJ Penn fans, they do. I guess that's true. Because he actually legitimately did all of that. (laughs) Well, yeah, he fought Lyoto Majida at heavyweight, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But that was a different I mean, he's not a real heavyweight, but yes. And he'd be GSP because GSP's a greaser. No, he's Canadian. You can see the Vaseline. He put the lotion on the skin. He put the lotion on the skin. (laughs) GSP shouldn't have won. There's a lot going on at 145 for Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis, I think, gets on the MSG card. Um, 145 is looking looking good ever since C- Connor decided to destroy it and leave. That's come some sometimes what needs to happen with divisions. Like Jose Aldo was so dominant for so long. If DJ left, what's that? If DJ left that division, right? Um, it's like with uh, Ronda leaving that division blew mm-hmm. up. Um, Jose Aldo finally getting Anderson Silva taken out. Anderson Silva, out. Uh, Jones. Two hundred five is still a disaster. Eh. 205 is still a disaster. It's cleaning itself up, though. Like, we already have a picture of, like, life without Jones and possibly Jones coming back, too. But it's too, still Cormier so. and Johnson at the top. That's it. Right. I guess Gustafson, but he got crushed by Johnson. Gustafson? I'd like to see it again. Without the headbutt? No, I don't think the headbutt had, like, any more. I mean, I I would like to see it again and maybe go a little bit longer. Uh I'd like to play it back. Like they don't call the fight. They just let him get pounded a little bit longer. No, I hate that. <laughs> don't call the fight. He'll get up. He'll get up. It's okay. They almost did that <laughs> they, from that one. That was they gnarly. Because they didn't want to call it. That was up there. That was up there with some of the worst stoppages. You know the worst ever, though. Worst stoppage ever. Chris Weidman versus Mark Munoz. Oh, yeah. Where Weidman was just like, yeah, looking at the ref as he pounded on freaking he Mark Munoz. Well, he literally got like 17 shots in after he was out. There was one that lately where the guy was just on top of him punching him and like looking at the ref like, are you going to stop this? And I can't remember who it was. It was a, like a bantamweight. 
but I can't. I cannot remember which one it was as I mumble. Main event. You were uh, you watched a breakdown <sighs> video for it that you were going to edumacate me on because oh, it was man. it was clean. So just watching the fight normally, it just looked like Maya just passed his guard and and, and took Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit isn't the greatest on the ground. Um, anytime he strikes, he usually does really well, but. <laughs> Damian Maya, I'm the largest love hater of Damian Maya because I love jujitsu. I love, but you really don't though. I do, but but you don't. I don't like the human backpack. That's what I don't like. And but the thing is, is Oliveira. He tried to do it with Pettis, and Pettis was able to get out of it and and transition and do all of those things. And the possibility of getting out is possible. However, there's a video going around on Reddit and Twitter that you guys need to find. And basically what it is is it breaks down every transition and every move that Damian Maia is making, and it actually puts a little red circle around exactly what he's doing. Is it MMA fighting doing it? It might be. Um, What's his bucket? The guy with the beard? Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Anyways, not But someone deal. else took it. They might have ripped it from him. But it's, He's very – like, I like him, like, and he actually does – he is a jiu-jitsu practitioner, well, so. Jack Slack doing his stuff, but he uh, – Basically, what happens is you see him take the leg, do the takedown, and it, it shows every transition that he does until he takes his back and chokes him out. And it's slick. It's really, really slick how he does it. And so, Damian Maya, we asked uh, the question on Twitter. 75 people responded and said that they still believe, I think it was 75-25, or 75%, 25% that Thompson should still get the title shot. And, no, and I, I have a hard time with both because Damian Maya deserves it more than anyone else, even more than Thompson. I think he's. I mean, he he fought Matt Brown. He fought Carlos Condit. His last loss was like against Rory McDonald. I. It's just. It was absolutely crazy. Since he's dropped, I think he's gone undefeated. I believe. Mm, not I believe. if he lost to Rory. I'd look it up. You know, I looked it up before, and it's it's pretty impressive. Um, but the fact that he's gone through the, the main strikers and just been able to take them down, Matt Brown and, and, and Carlos Condit. There's been a lot of speculation on, like, like what I, – I just want to know what you want to see for Tyrone Woodley next. Which one do you, would you want to see as just – Thompson. He lost to Jake Shields, um, and then he lost to Roy McDonald. And Jake Shields also beat – Carlos Condit. I don't know why Jake Shields is out of the UFC. Looking at it now, I'm like, man, he beat the top of the top and then lost to GSP and then was gone. Um, also, uh, the the thing that I do, I'm, I'm also looking up Jake Shields' record. But um, the other thing that I actually really do like, because like you said, the backpack can get boring. Um, everybody, you know, everybody would say that however he has submitted three out of the last four Mm -hmm. it gets it gets choppy after that there's a lot of decisions um where he just wrote it out gunner nelson was a decision right uh he finally submitted him or did you already move no that is the decision yeah that is the decision so it's carlos was submitted matt brown submitted neil magny submitted all rear naked chokes so i mean he's in backpack territory Just if your backpack got really strong just, arms I and mean, decided just, it hated you. He just hung on to Magni, and he just hung on to Gunner. And Gunner wanted to fight him because he wanted to see how good his jiu-jitsu was. And everyone talked shit on Gunner. Everybody. And now we understand how good Maya is. So maybe we should take a step back on talking shit on Maya. On 
Gunnar Nelson. No. I don't really talk shit on him. Best I just buy picks. Daniel, I'm looking at you, bud. You're looking at me. I'm looking at Carson, but I'm thinking of Daniel. This is what I'm you, <laughs> you learn that when you're married. I was gonna say. I was gonna say the same thing. I was like, is that what it's gonna be like for me when I'm married? Somebody, some girl's gonna be wishing I was Daniel. Yeah. Come on, Daniel. But so you're looking at who's are you? You're looking at Jake Shields over there, right? Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, so. He lost to Hector Lombard. That was his last fight. He had beat Maya, beat Tyrone Woodley, no contest at Herman. Akiyama, he beat. Jake Ellenberger, he lost to. George St. Pierre, he lost to. So he left the UFC after it was probably just his fight contract was up and he wanted more money. Well, and Hector Lombard was still juiced to the gills at that time. Mm-hmm. I think he lost. It was that time when John Fitch got cut. It was, was like, hey, there's these mid-tier guys in the welterweight division that aren't going anywhere and are taking a large sum of money. And so they got cut. Which is weird because it's... I, I don't think but, he's actually done in the UFC. I think he comes back was at that, some point. Was that 2014? Yeah. Yeah, that was like the worst year for the UFC. That's when they signed... No, maybe 2015. But 2014 was not a, a financially stable year. Why He just kind of quit on his own, though, because he, he's had three fights under WSOF. The last one was a year ago tomorrow? No, 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 no. no. We're in August. So a year ago, August 1st, So yeah, Paul Harris... Freaking Paul Harris. Did he lose to Paul Harris? Yeah. That was the one they had that big controversy. And, like, he held it again, I think. Yeah, and then And Jake him. tried to, sh- like, punch him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, there's something that I need to clear up. So, it wasn't Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler, who both got cut for getting a fight in the hospital. It was Joe Riggs and Nick Diaz who got cut for getting Joe a fight Riggs. in the hospital. And I, for years, preached that it was Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler, and that is incorrect. Anyway, Maya, what do you want for him next? I want a title fight. How long, if if and when he wins the title, because I'm pretty sure he's going to. I actually don't want him a title. I'm sorry, go ahead. How, long does, that he, how long does he hold the belt for? I think a long time. It's hard to take that away from him, man. Anderson Silva is going to drop weight and be like, oh, yeah, that guy no. didn't want to fight me. No. It... <sighs> So I actually I I guess I don't want him to fight for the title yet. Um, I want him to either fight Thompson. I want him to fight Thompson first. Thompson said he'd do it. I know, and I really want to see that. So Tyrone, his uh, which it was funny because uh, it was Thompson that was saying that Tyrone Woodley's essentially a hypocrite. Oh, absolutely. Because Tyrone he was Woodley's like a hypocrite. Now he's now he's saying that like he was always saying that he was getting overlooked. Now that he's got the belt, he's looking for the money fights mm-hmm. and everything. And um, I want to see. I, I mean, fine, Tyrone, fight whoever you want. But I I, I want to see Di- Damian Maya versus uh, Stephen Thompson. And then I don't want Woodley to have the belt any longer than he has it. I like I like him. I don't like that he. Stayed out, called it a, a strong finish against Carlos Condit when he when Carlos kind of blew out his knee. I mean, it, it was probably from check kicks and whatever else. Who cares? But the fact that he was like, "I'm being overlooked. It's my title fight. It's my title fight." Sat out for like a year and a half, then got it, and then now is being kind of a jerk about it. I want him to lose that title as quickly as humanly possible. Who has a better chance of beating him? Both of them beat him. I think I think Thompson does because 
Well, and I, I take that back because I would say Maya has to get into range in order to take him down, and and Woodley has really good wrestling, so that counterintuitive. He's got to get close. He's not going to be able to wrestle him. However, I don't think I think he doesn't wrestle him. I think he gets on his back and stays there until he chokes him out. I, I mean, he beat John Fitch. He cl- what, kind of, what better fi- what, what better yeah. wrestler? You know, in that division than and, John Fitch. And VJJ guy. And he closed the distance very quickly against Matt Brown and Carlos Condit. He beat Rick. Who are much better strikers than Woodley. I just, the wrestling aspect, like, he he is kingpin of the ground game in the UFC. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so, yeah. It doesn't matter if, like, if you have really good wrestling or anything. Like, I, I just think it doesn't. He's at such a level. It just does not matter how good it is. It's not good enough. Striking is what you have to beat him with, essentially. Is he this generation's Hoist Gracie? For for BJJ, BJJ yeah. he is the only. I think he's the only one carrying the uh, BJJ the banner. The banner, yeah. Um, like really holding it because like everybody uses it now. You know, it's like everybody uses it. You have to, but like actually, like a practitioner of it, and I, I can't think of anybody else that's like. When we discussed, when was the last time you saw a triangle choke? When was the last time you saw, like... Last night I watched Tough Five. Yeah. But, I mean, there's certain there's certain things that you haven't... Cole Miller. ...seen for... for and Cole Miller's a jujitsu guy. Like, Nate Diaz is a jujitsu guy. I think he triangle choked Mike... No, Michael Johnson went to decision. No, no, he triangle choked him. Um, Nate Diaz is the one where he's got... Who has a gray mater in the triangle choke that he's flexing his muscles and then hitting him. Like... But the generation of the triangle choke, where everyone got caught in it, just like the generation of the ground and pound, where, like, that's not a dominant position anymore. If you get full mount, you're going to get bucked. Like, it's it. the transitions in MMA are Joe Lozon had, had a full mount a couple of times on Cole Miller. Couldn't do anything with it. Yeah. It's so weird. It's weird. You want to know what's the most interesting thing about that? Because that's Jans Pulver, BJ Penn, right? Season five? Yeah. Joe Lozon had already beat Jans Pulver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, th- I thought that was after. No. So that w- before he got into the tough house, Joe Lozon had already beat Jans Pulver. So then Joe, then Jens Pulver went and got the belt, and then beat uh, BJ Penn. I don't think Jens Pulver ever beat BJ Penn. Yeah, did he did he? at the yeah. very beginning. So because he, he took a, his he, career took a dive. He was like time. he was like little three little. to one to lose against BJ Penn for the belt. And he lost the first round, and then he didn't lose a round after that. Um, or maybe the first two rounds. Because he was like the first – I think he was the first champion at that weight. But when he got when he got booted from the UFC and went over to the WEC because of the weight classes, he lost to Uriah Faber like five times. Why did it send me immediately to Jens Pulver's wife? <laughs> that she's, she's the important one in that family yeah. now? Like, come on, man. She's the money maker. She probably is. She's probably – Kanika's probably really great. <laughs> I think that's what it said. Her name was. I moved on, but I, I, I don't. I'm not. She didn't fight. I don't think. Um, all right, I got to see this. Let's. All right, all right, all right. But during that time, I mean, there was way more triangle chokes. It, it was kind of the to the transition from wrestling to BJJ. Like instead of just having the guys like the Josh Koscheks and and or the strikers like the Ryan Baders just come in and beat people up. They actually, jiu-jitsu was doing, it almost was back to the beginning of the UFC, and then it transitioned away from that because all of the strikers learned enough enough techniques to get out of that that they had to strike, 
Uh, it's just weird. The transitions of the UFC are really, really interesting in MMA in general, but especially the UFC, because it will go from BJJ to wrestling to striking, back to BJJ to wrestling to striking, or, or mixing those up. I mean, looking at when Leota Machida was was champion, looking at Anderson and Silva when he was champion, obviously Hoist Gracie brought in to show how big BJJ was. Man, you were right by like a year. Yeah. But did you look at it? Uh, his his career takes a steep drop off. Yeah, yeah. I'm just surprised that like they don't make more of that so far. In the they probably will because Joe Lozon's been pretty quiet. He doesn't say a word about it. Joe Lozon's a really well, horrible dude. I understand that. I figured somebody like the show would. This is a guy that's already beat the guy. They like, do bring it up once, and I I'm don't sure know. they will. But like, I'm, I you would think they would highlight it a lot more. But really, they've only been giving time to Corey Hill so far. And then also, I don't even remember who Corey Hill is. Tall guy, six but I think four. he fights in the UFC a couple times after. He, I remember seeing him. That's why I was surprised that he fights at one fifty. He's like six four. Those are the generations when, if you've gotten into the tough house, you usually fought in the UFC for a couple of years because they didn't have a, the depth. Well, they didn't. They there now. was no fight for the house either, though. That's true. But I mean, even still, like if you get into the house, you're probably at that caliber. We're looking at Joe Lozon, You'll get one Nick more fight. Diaz. Yeah. You're looking at who else is in that one? Is Bader in that one? Gray Maynard. No. No. They don't have the light heavyweights in five. Uh-uh. It's only it's only the sixteen Craig fighters. Maynard, Nate Diaz, per, uh, Manny Gamburians in that. Yeah, one. he just fought and destroyed. Um, who was it? What was the guy's name? He was a U.S. Marine from Colorado. Yeah, but um, like that was the that, I watched episode two, and that's that most was that of those one. guys get into the UFC. I mean, even going back to the UFC one and two, most of those guys had a short stint. Maybe not as much too, because that was a Rashad Evans, Michael Bisbing season. And they didn't have as much a talent after those guys. Speaking of Rashad Evans, great transition. Dropping down to 185, wants to fight at MSG. What do you think? Do it. Who does he fight? 185, 185. He fights... Weidman, Rockhold, uh, Yoel Romero, Souza. 185 is just murderer's row. I've already dubbed 155 murderer's row. Come up with your own name. murderer's alley. Boo. <laughs> haunted, haunted alley. That that doesn't work because that just means like they're dead. They're past their prime. You're gonna. Have no, that's two oh five. That's heavyweights. Heavyweights. Yeah. Um, let me look this Speaking up really quick. You Hamburg. you speak knowledge to people. And about, I'm gonna about look what? This up. Rashad Evans. About anything. I'll look up the who's I Rashad gotta... Evans dropping to one eighty five. So there was actually a rumor going around that they were potentially going to set up a four man tournament. At 185, while Bisbing and Henderson were getting set up, that would be uh, consist of Rockhold, Weidman, Souza, and Romero. And then they were going to set up the ones where they hadn't fought yet. So it would have been Rockhold, Romero, Souza, Weidman, I guess, is the only way to do that, to, to set up people that hadn't fought yet. And then that would set up for the number one contender match. This is who I want to see against but Rashad. I'm sorry, go ahead. That gives that gives Michael Bisping the belt for a long time if he beats Henderson, which he probably won't. You know what I mean? He won't beat Henderson? You think he beats Henderson? Yeah. <laughs> I hope he- I'm actually kind of bummed they made the fight just because I think he's going to get his loss back. Just the H-bomb. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But I think he absolutely beats Henderson. Um, I think the, uh, the Hector Lombard for Henderson was... Oh, no, that was no Magni that beat Hector. Or was it both? He both. lost. Yeah. Uh, Lombard, beat both. Lombard lost, lost to both. But after dominating both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just I think both of those are kind of fluky. Hector Lombard should have probably won both of those. He didn't, and so it's stupid to say that. Yeah. I get that, yeah. but I mean, especially like, after the comment you made at the very beginning of what happens if she was a wrestler and would have taken Paige down, and you said, "Well, we we don't talk in what ifs." I, well, I didn't say what if. I said it should have, but he didn't. You know, no, it isn't. <laughs> um, Continue. So, I I think I think those are a tad fluky. Um, but it, it, by way of what I want to see for Rashad Evans, these are the fights I want. Uriah Hall, Anderson Silva, or Yellow Romero? Those. Yellow Romero? Yellow one. The yellow the, one. The yellow one, not Uh-oh. yellow. We're getting into racial territory. <laughs> Don't. Justin, put that stop. in. Stop. PC. I, I'm going to have to stop you there. Yoel. Before you make a comment. Here, I'll say it. Yoel Romero. Is that Romero. better? Primero Romero. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I think that's. I want to see strikers. It was cool to see it against Uriah Hall, but Rashad Evans, the last couple that he's won, he's taken to the ground. Anything that he fights standing up, he usually is getting knocked out. And having less fluid on your brain is probably not going to help too much. So, I could see him fighting Anderson Silva because. What do you want to see? Um, other than wanting to see Anderson Silva fight Vitor Belfort. I think the next big money fight for anyone that hasn't watched the UFC in four years would be Anderson Silva or Rashad Evans. Because anyone that still thinks Chuck Liddell is the current UFC champion would love an Anderson Silva Rashad Evans fight. And everyone that still watches the UFC would easily watch a Rashad Evans Anderson Silva fight. So it's a fight for everyone then? Yes. Okay. Yes, I think that. Um, I'm excited to see him at 185. I'm just excited that he's not done. I like Rashad Evans. I think he's got a couple years. I hope he doesn't go down to 185 and just get lambasted, but he could. 185 is a, a much harder division than 205. We got to talk about one other thing before we go. We're almost done. We right? have 15 minutes. Oh, because um, you because you have to go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say we got to talk Rory. What do you want to talk Oh, man. Rory having a bunch of bodies in his basement. Did you see him in Bellator? Talk about awkward. Or do you want to talk about Lawler testing high for his luteinizing hormones and what he said on the MMA hour? Didn't know anything about that. Oh, man. What I did want to talk about was Rory going to Bellator. I don't care for it. I think he wins and has the belt for a while over there. Do you think it's just... it's, It's money. It's all money. And GSP's happy for him. Good for him. So they're allegedly getting five times more Good. over there. Um, however, Bellator, apparently, when they had Bjorn Rebney or whatever, their old owner, was, they were just breaking even. So there's a good... But they're owned by Viacom now. The thing is... So though, they is have they, crazy money. They still will be... They're, they're actually benefiting maybe more right now than the UFC is off the UFC success. One, they're getting yeah. all their spillover fighters. And two... People are looking for fights, and it's just like a, what's available. There's not so many names there that people that are like casual fans of the sport. So, I mean, they're not like making hand over fist. I get that. But, I mean. Uh, Henderson made $160,000, I think, before his win. Or that might have been with his win bonus. I'm not sure. But he made $160,000. i am guessing he was making $1,550 well, in the UFC. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be five times more than. No, that would be three um, times more. I believe like 180, 180, 180 is what we should be looking at for him, I would think. But, it's one, it's, but it, they, the disclose that was just posted was 160. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I meant 160, 160. Yeah, most likely. Um, I don't know if they have the same structure as the UFC as far as like... Win bonus. Yeah, like if it's... Uh, cause, and not every UFC contract's like that, but that's pretty yeah, run-of-the-mill. pretty standard. 
And it could be. I mean, and that would be three times. Roy McDonald, I thought, and I have to be wrong because I thought he was going to get 75, 75. And he had to have been getting more than that in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Not more than that, but like 50, 50, 60, 60 is pretty standard. Um, unless you've been around for a while. And he, part of it is, is it seemed like he really did disliked the Reebok deal. I don't believe that Matt Mitrioni is getting five times as much no. as he got in the UFC. No. Um, I think he came over for like, they probably gave him pennies more, maybe some peanuts. He's good at marketing himself. He's a smart guy. So he's probably like, he probably sees more value in what he can do with himself. He's a lot smarter than it seems. Um, Oh yeah. I think, and he's kind of by design, like he kind of plays himself up like that, but he's actually really pretty intelligent dude. Last quick thing. Lawler versus Cerrone. You like it or you don't like it? I don't like it. I want Cerrone at 155. But then, because then he wants to fight out. Cerrone I told you last Lawler. week what I want. Hold on. So before we go, real quick, I think Cerrone's calling out Lawler now at 170 because he realizes Connor's going to get Alvarez because he immediately called out Alvarez and now is switching his tune because chances are he knows that Connor's going to fight Alvarez, so he's got to go find a different big fight. You know what I want. I told you what I want. Jose Aldo versus Connor McGregor, and then I want Cerrone versus Alvarez, and then I want Connor versus Al- or for, versus Cerrone <clears throat> or Alvarez, but it, I would like Cerrone. We'll talk MSG next time. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Twitter, Stitcher, whatever else. Um, Find us on Twitter. Yell at us. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.